This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So just take us through your journey. Who is Attila Karosi and how did you get here? Well, my journey started about 30 years ago. Uh, I was born in a country called Yugoslavia. And the first four years of my life were actually pretty good. My dad had the VHS business and he was very much into art. And as a result, he made me watch all the Louis Buñuel movies, all the Akira Kurosawa movies. And you're like, it's a high classics. And when you watch those movies and you're four years old, you have no idea what's going on. Mm. But sometimes, somehow, you know, I was really attracted to it. And it really got into my subconsciousness. Like, I felt that emotion, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching everything I was consuming. So the first four or five years of my life were really good. And then out of nowhere, like a great long-lasting war struck my country. Mm. So pretty much since I was four until like my teenagers, I grew up in a war and in a war-torn country. I really found salvation in watching movies as I was growing up, you know? And when I was in my late teenage years, that is when I realized that this is my calling. I want to make movies. So I was so excited about this this newly found vision, not newly found vision because I was always influenced by movies, but like it was like so crystal clear in my mind that one day I declared to my parents, mom, dad, I'm gonna be go to, I'm gonna make movies. And you know, they look at me and they was like, what you talking about, son? You know, why don't you be a doctor or a police officer or whatever? Or don't talk about filmmaking, it's crazy. Sure. You know, and it was really surprising for me because I mean, Anytime I speak about I want to be a movie maker back home, people looked at me and they responded as if I said I want to be an astronaut and fly to Mars. It's impossible. You know, everybody assured me, even my parents. And now I understand the reason why, because, you know, the war and the mindset they had during the war, people just want to survive. It's a practical mindset. It's a very practical mindset for them, you know. So 
That is after conversing with my parents and with people, you know, I understood for me to become a filmmaker and really pursue my dream on the grander scale, I really have to find a way, have to go to America. You know, America where people like still believe in dreams, you know, like people are not afraid to dream here. Very easy for me to believe, not to lose hope, you know, because when you grow up in war, you, you tend to get used to these insurmountable uh, obstacles, you know, like impossible means nothing to you, you know. So I was researching, 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 what can I do? And then once I learned that U.S. universities are offering full scholarships for prospective student athletes, and that was my idea. For me to become a filmmaker, I have to become an athlete first. So I was thinking, like, what kind of sport can I do? And after thinking a little bit, I understood that running, I'm going to be a runner. Because you don't need any kind of fancy equipment. You don't need, like, coaches or, like, crazy nutrition or whatever. You know, as long as you're crazy enough, you can just go out and run around the forest or around the block, you know? It's so a sheer, sheer willpower. Exactly. Like, sheer, sheer willpower and dedication. And, but it's very interesting because when I set my mind that I want to be a runner, I don't like running, but you see, I understood that's my ticket to America, that's my ticket to making films. Uh, I approached my running years as if my life depends on this. Mm. You know, it's not like I like it, I don't like it, or it's snowy, or it's like 100 degrees outside, it doesn't matter. If I want to get to a certain level in my life, which I set out myself at the time, I don't care if it's like 110 degrees, I don't care if it's like 10 degrees and snowing or rain or windy. I don't care if nobody's out there with me, no coach, I don't care. Mm. I'm gonna do it and do it and do it. And as simple as that, you know, it's as simple as that. You know, when I got into running, I started learning about who are the best runners in the world, who are the fastest runners in like, like Michael Johnson you know, or Jeremy Warner, like I look into their files because they were both Olympic champions in my distance. So I figured they both went to the university called Baylor in Texas, Baylor University, Waco, Texas. So, you know, I go, I don't have internet, so I go on the internet cafe and I find the coach's email and I read it and I write in like a very poorly constructed email on English that I never expected a response from. I told him who I am, this and that, the time I ran on 400 meter dash. Right. And he responded to me and I have this email with me right now. He wow, responded. It's amazing. It's amazing. And he said, you know, I think you have a potential. I think you ran pretty fast times, considering you've been just running for like six or seven months. And we would like to have you here in Baylor. But we just don't have enough scholarship for this year anymore. So if you wanna wait another year, we can go put you in a full ride. But like my desire was such that I don't really wanna spend much time at home. I really wanna get out. So it's very important for me to get a full scholarship and to get to America as soon as possible. And when I told him this, his answer was like, well, unfortunately, we cannot have you here then if you cannot wait another year. But if you would like us, I can put you in touch with another universities in America who are having the same running program or we have connections to, like affiliated with. Sure. And this was really out of blue when a coach from the University of Tulsa, it's a school in Oklahoma, Division One school in yeah, Oklahoma, yeah. they read the Golden Hurricanes. He reached out to me, you know, and I was like so surprised. And he was like ready to offer me full scholarship. He just said, I talked with the co head coach of Baylor. He told me to give you a full ride. Simple as that. That was it. I have the, it's crazy. You know, and I had lots of, lots of uh, headwind when I was a runner. Like I had lots of obstacles to conquer, you know. It was like those 12 months I dedicated to running back home. It was, a, it was an emotional roller coaster for me, you know. Uh, 
I lost my mom out of nowhere, you know. Uh, like that was like I remember my most important race. That was the decisive race, whether I'm going to get a scholarship or not. And two weeks before that race, I I was doing jumps in a workout, and I completely twisted my ligaments on my left ankle. And I was devastated. I remember, you know, the doctor came over, took a look at my ankle, touched it, inspected it, whatnot. And I tell him, doctor, you have to fix me. I need. I have two weeks to run. And he looks at me, says, two weeks. He says. If you're able to run within the next, if you're able to walk within the next two months, you should consider yourself lucky. That's what he told me. And I mean, it was a punch to my heart, you know. But I remember, this is the same thing when people told me I cannot go to America. So the same thing, I, instead of listening to the doctor, I didn't, I didn't trust what he said. I didn't believe a single word he said, you know. I went home that night and as I said to you earlier, you know, I elevated my leg in 90 degrees and I pressed my ankle, I pressed my foot, my feet, yeah. and I was talking to my ankle, you know, I wanted to become a friend with my ankle, I wanted to, to convince my ankle, you know, that we can do it, like, come on, we invested so many months to this opportunity, it's not going to come again, mm. and these people are watching at me right now, so, you know, two, three days later, I start jogging, you know, it's painful, I can jog like two, three minutes, then I go home and I sit, I massage it, like I put lotion on it. Again, I talk to the anchor, I don't sleep, I talk to the ankle. And then, believe it or not, and again, I have this visually documented, you know, uh, I run two weeks later. I remember it was January 27th of 2005 or 2006. Two weeks later I ran and I win that race. It was an indoor race, but I ran and I ran a personal record. You know, I graduated from school. Uh, I graduated as one of the top of my class bachelor's in accounting and economics and but I didn't come in I didn't come to America to be an accountant and to work in office but I was like you know I didn't come here to do that I came here to do movies and then I was like that's just like that mm. one day after my graduation I graduated May 11th 2011 and May 12th I was in LA I just came to LA the next day and I didn't know anybody in LA like I find a girl Still, I was in Tulsa, I found a girl on Craigslist, and I was like, she was looking for a roommate in Hollywood. I was like, I would like to move in with you. So she was like, okay, I can reserve your apartment. It's one thing when I told back home to people that I want to make movies, and they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it's possible. But I was really surprised because when I came to LA and I said to people, you know, story, you know, I want to make a movie, let's make a movie, guys. Everybody was excited. I was like, let's do it. Let's, it's a good idea. But then the next day they came back to me and they asked me, well, how much money do you have? Who is your father? What kind of connections do you have? And when I said, I don't have any of those, you know, I just came to LA and nobody. Uh, they were like, forget it. Don't even bother. You know, you're not going to make a movie. Because some people even, I remember, some people went even as far as stating that making a movie, it's like one of the hardest and toughest things to do, you know. Like they tell me sometimes even people like Brad Pitt can't make their own movie the way they want to because like so much things going on into making a single movie. You know, it was surprising because I always thought in America people love to dream big and they execute on their dreams. But I was a little bit surprised, I have to tell you that, you know. And I noticed that like, you know, everybody in Starbucks or everybody, like people write on their screenplays, people talk big, people talk they know like everybody. People talk they're like so driven and so hardworking. And people talk like they know they have connections everywhere. 
But at the end of the day, when it's time to execute, when it's time to show that actually what you have and what you know and what you can do, unfortunately, maybe I just had the bad, bad luck, but most of the people I came across, they don't do nothing, they just talk. And this was a very big and great learning experience for me. Yeah. And that is when I decided, you know, Tori, I don't want to be one of those people who talk. I don't. So I went to Best Buy. I bought a camera for like 150 bucks and I made the whole movie. That's it. I made the whole movie. I filmed it. It was very primitive movie making. But then I never made a movie before. Movie before. And I wanted to edit it, but I didn't know how to edit. So I taught myself how to edit. I taught myself how to do sound design, how to do everything. And it took me some time, you know, it took me several months, but I finished the movie and I look at the movie and I, this, that I assembled and I'm so happy. I was like, wow, this looks great. This is a great movie. I love it. I was like, wow, people are going to be blown away, but I don't want to show it to anybody. So I watched the movie again. I watched the movie the next day, the next day. For one week, I watched the movie every single day. After one week, I look at the movie that I created and I, I say to myself, this is a garbage. This is so bad. I cannot show this to anybody, you know? But I learned so much from it. Um, just since you have such an inspiring story, what are three key pieces of advice you would give other people who currently have like a big dream and haven't gotten there yet or haven't started tackling it? Like what would your three like keys be to getting on that journey? The reasons beyond understanding. I was born in a war. I'm gonna turn that into my biggest advantage. You know, I learned that everything in life is about perspectives. If war was given to me, cool, I'll make the best out of it, you know? So I learned that like really like the human mind that each one of our brain is built to do wonders. Everything else is just an excuse, if you think about it. Uh, number one thing I think is a vision. You have to have a clear vision. If I don't have a clear vision that I wanna make a movie or what kind of movie I wanna make, I'm not gonna have the power to learn, to, to run with torn ligaments. I'm not gonna have the courage to go in that neighborhood. I'm not gonna have the courage to come to America by myself with no English. So vision is what helped me a lot, vision. The second thing I would say is self-expression. Like know what you want to do, but it's not enough to know what you want to do. Know it in as much, in as much details as possible. Because the deeper you can dig down deep in your soul, and figure out who you are as a person, what are your strengths, what are your disadvantages, weaknesses, everything. The more you know about it, the more when you communicate to another person, they're gonna see you more clearly who are you as a person. So sometimes the words, they are not important, but they see you. As I said earlier, sometimes these people don't understand what I'm saying, but they see the energy and they wanna be part of it. And as for the third thing, I would say, just keep going, you know, just don't give up. You can't give up. And I know it sounds very easy and cheesy and everything. You know, everybody says, I don't give up. Sure. And everybody says, you know, I'm never gonna give up. It sounds so easy, but it's so hard to do. You know? Yeah. So have a vision, number one. Know who you are, number two. And just, just keep going. Just keep going because life is so short and you're gonna be like 50, 60 years old and you don't wanna be you don't want to be one of those people like you're 60 years old and then you're regretting all your, all, all your missed opportunities. You know, just keep going.